And here are the categories for you. Civil servants. Stamps from around the world. Mothers and sons. Beer. Bar trivia. And finally, celibacy. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French art. Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. You me over and I guess you thought I was all right. All right in the sort of a limited way for an all. Is it too early to go back to your roots at episode 15? No, not at all. Going old school. Nah, that's uh, still the classic intro. All right, welcome to another week of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick and Drew back with you. Mid-July, summer rolling around. It feels like summer's almost over, Nick. Is it already mid-July? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I want to stop looking getting, at the calendar. I know, it's ridiculous. Because you know fantasy football is like right around the corner. The drafts are coming. You're, ah, that's you know. the one good thing. That's, you know, you know there's, and there's, there's another good thing, actually. I remember you saying, oh, when Thrones is over, you'll have nothing. And right. I was like, well, the football season's not too bad. That's true. Westworld coming There's another there. show coming back that is a favorite of both of ours. Which is? Curb. Curb your enthusiasm. We'll be back this fall. You so see, that is something. Something to, that is definitely something to look forward to because I mean, genius all around. Oh, one, of, one of the great shows and, of all and time. Coming off its best season, oh, and, and, every episode masterpiece. And, and probably one of my favorite parts about that is that literally they just left. There was no like hoopla. There was no this is the last season. We'll be back. You know, they just left, and it was like. Three years now since the was last, it three years? Yeah, I think it's I been three years. Yeah, so I couldn't remember. People, feels longer. People honestly, are, it feels right, longer than three right, years. But people are hungry for it. Like sure. JB Smooth, where How is he going to be? Hungry for it. Palestinian peaches? chicken and everything tasted like peaches. <laughs> it's my favorite scene, probably in Curb Your Enthusiasm He's history. Just the most Danny underutilized Duberstein. person in show business. JB Smooth, you have a place in my heart, and we're, we're thinking about you, sir. We're coming up with ideas for How you about, to utilize your talent. Was he stern when he told the story about? The camper. Yes, he was definitely. That was definitely his interview on Stern. It was, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> He's like, well, what, "What do you do when you have to go to the bathroom?" He's like, "You go to somebody else's <laughs> camper." Somebody else's like, camper. What if somebody comes to yours? He's like, out of order. <laughs> it's, oh, it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> not working. All right, let's uh, get into it. We got a bunch of stuff to get to uh, in this week's trivia podcast. Uh, help you out with some helpful clues of the upcoming Quizzo game and. Uh, just talk about general nonsense that exists in the world today. And, uh, you know, I I have a question to start off with that I think is is something that is a, a guarantee you're going to get. But at the same time, it's like this – I don't know that um, this started a craze that has been the perpetual downfall of the health of American children. And I think we can now pinpoint hmm. it to this one particular uh, point in time. So I'm going to ask you this question. What was the first cereal – to introduce marshmallow bits. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's Lucky Charms. It is Lucky Charms. So now Lucky Charms has a cereal, Nick. Limited edition. Kids are lining is up to like get 10, boxes. Is it like 10,000 boxes? Right. 10,000. All marshmallows. All marshmallows. Just that's marshmallows. What we, I mean, that's geez, the evolution eventually My daughter would go to. crazy for that. I mean, literally, she's like, can I have uh, Lucky Charms? When she's over her Mimi's house, you know? Right, I don't right. keep it in my house, but when she's over there. So I pour it for her. I come back. There's no marshmallows. The cereal's not cereal's there. Right. It's and, totally and unedible. It's covered in sugar. Right. But, sugar dust. But the marshmallows are so loaded that in comparison. So I think that was the like moment in time where people were just like, all right, let's just pound it with sugar and see where we go as a country. All right. <laughs> like, I, I got something about the kids here. All right. We're trying to help you out, folks. We're trying to help you out. We're giving you useful information. Get, get your right, kids so, on something healthier than well, Lucky Charms. When it comes to school, right? Right. You know, you've got what? A, B, C, D, and F. Okay. So there's sure. five Standard. potential things to get, right? But nobody really gets an F, 
right? Let's. I mean, really, you got to be. Yeah, so when you're a D student, you're an F student. Like, re- yeah. really, it's just like we okay. want. We, we don't want to keep you right, here. So you're saying D and F is the same. Okay, so let's go. Let's go with this then. You you think maybe twenty five percent in that range, then the twenty five that are below average will give them a C, a B. The, all right. You're so over under spread? over under twenty five percent. Okay. Over under twenty five percent. High school graduates. High school graduates. Graduating with an A average. Over under 25%. If it's anything based on my experience, uh, you know, this is one of those where this you have to... This is as current as it gets. I'm talking like 2017. 2017. High school over, kids under. are 25% or more graduating with a A average. All right. So here, here's kind of where... I look at how to analyze this question. This is helpful, I think, when we go through these processes for people out there to to discuss through how we write our trivia. You wouldn't be asking this if the answer didn't surprise you. And because I think the answer surprised you, I'm going to go with the unlikely over 25% and and go with the snowflake theory that everybody is like a special little child that has to be an A student. All right, now Now, this is really why I'm asking it. Because it could be the the answer is shocking. Okay, so go for it. Nearly 50%. Of high school seniors are graduating with an A average. 47%, Drew. Now, I want to compare it to when we graduated. (laughs) It was 38%, okay? Okay. Now you say, well, kids must be getting smarter. No. All right, well, let's look at SAT scores. Okay. All right, now the SAT scores when we graduated, and you probably heard this, 1,000 is supposed to be about average. Right, well, we had a different scale. Remember, they changed it like three or four years after. I'm going to base this off of the same 1,600-point scale, so you don't have to worry about doing that. Okay, good. So when we graduated... Do you remember your SAT score? I do, 1190. I fell asleep during the verbal. Yeah, I, I, sp- I didn't retake I spent, it. I spent six months training exactly. in math, uh, and I was the worst math. Like, I still... Math is, is terrible for me. I love um, conquering it, but I'm horrible at it, and I don't like, you know, the processes yeah, going Yeah, see, I don't it. like complicated calculus and physics and things, but when it comes to standardized testing math, I love that. I just stopped studying the verbal part because I figured I had it mastered. I ended up getting a higher verbal or higher math than verbal so did I. Uh, in the end, but I think my split was 650, 640. So I ended right. with I was 610, 580. Yeah. All right, so Which when was we graduated. I was, I was pumped for The average was 1,026. Okay. All right, so that's pretty close to that 1,000 average. Sure. So you got to figure since we graduated, if the if the if, if they're was, getting eighty thousand twenty six, eighty's are coming. Well, what's the average today? Eight fifty. A thousand and two. Okay, so, so it's, it's actually down. gone down. Although we have nearly fifty percent of kids graduating with an A average. Yeah, it's time to toughen the standards. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. Maybe time to toughen the standards. People, stop. We're, we're coddling these stop these kids. Stop feeding lucky give charms. Give them a B. And if give them a B plus. If you're forty seven percent, well, you know what happens. There's so many kids that get it's a B plus. It's not outstanding. It's average. Out. Right. They it's freak average. out. What, what's the per- you have the percentage of C? Students? I just have the A's are forty seven percent. So yeah, I mean, it's got to be everybody gets an A. <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets an A. All right, since we're on subjects of kids, I'll throw another kids trivia question out there for you. And this is a true or false question. And again, one of those that, like, I don't know what people are going to think here, but uh, true or false? The Crayola color peach was originally called flesh. I know this one. Okay, it's true. It is true because I've seen what what was flesh called now? What do they call it now? Peach. Yeah, sounds delicious. Flesh. Uh, cover. Like, oh, excuse me. Can you color that in more flesh? <laughs> can you color that with the, with the flesh crayons? Like, can you imagine? Like, you get a pack and it's like red, awesome, black, awesome, flesh. Although, you know what? I had that box of sixty four sitting in front of me, and I was trying to like draw my family. Right. So you grab the white crayon, and it just that it doesn't work. work. You kind of need flesh. You kind of need <laughs> flesh. A little bit more. Flesh is kind of helpful. <laughs> I forgot that, but Might but I love how I love how flesh became peach. You know, like there wasn't another some sort of word out there because when I think of peach, I don't think of flesh. I don't think hum- most humans. At no, least, I had like, a peach. I had a peach today. Would, would look at yeah, yeah, yeah like right, flesh. right. I don't, I don't think most peach. people would see somebody who's got that tone or whatever. There's you know whatever. No, it is you would be think like, of, oh, that, uh, that, that looks very peachy, what, tan, khaki. Plus yeah, right. Flesh. It depends on what what. I just like who. Yeah, flesh is what marketing executive Crayola was just. I got it. Flesh. flesh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, flesh. That was obviously done in the. 30s or some sometime at a long point, ago. At a point in time when nobody was was caring very much. Right, Get, throw something at me. I got another one for you, which is a perfect segue into sports. So I want to 
Okay, I got one for you, and it's about your boy. Oh, I, and it's, I, I'm gonna go multiple I love, I love choice when with this. Somebody has called my boy, and I don't even know, like. Is it Michael Rappaport? Oh, this is your boy. Last one, no, no, uh, this the is last your... time you called my boy on a podcast was Michael Rappaport, and I was like, I don't know, that's my boy, but this is your boy. I love him. All right, what does Elon Musk? Oh, here's my boy. All, All right. right, what does he feel is the biggest threat to our society? What does he feel is the biggest threat to our society? Now, make this multiple choice because it's, I just, have the answer. it's too vast. I know oh. the answer. Oh, okay, because okay. well, I, I read everything that Elon yeah, Musk that comes around, I, I so it's probably going to stay on this. my radar. So the answer is artificial intelligence. Yeah. I was going to go climate change, sure, overpopulation. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's or... a, it's a great multiple choice question, but he's actually trying to get a group of uh, senators to start writing well, let's proactive just, let's just legislation. Let's go back real quick. His biggest concern right? is it's... artificial intelligence. Yes. Okay, we don't have to make these things. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, what Google, Amazon, they're racing to get this racing, stuff. and it's worse because it once it gets into the vein of law enforcement, and you literally have a RoboCop situation where people are going to be being policed by robots that have arms. That's a problem. <laughs> so, yes, it is a problem. You know, if you say, okay, well, we're not sending. So that's cops his concern. Talk- that's his major it goes, concern. It goes in a lot of different directions because if you start letting AI make decisions and you start infinitely trusting those decisions because you just assume that they're going to play out based on whatever you know uh, level of success that these things have in terms of predicting results. There's a lot of issue. There's a lot of issue. So there's a lot of, you know, war games. Look at war games. War games is all based on an AI system that says Russia is about to nuke us. We have to nuke them. Mm-hmm. So and it, and it turns out that it was wrong. Like the computer was wrong. So that's, you know, uh, you do have a lot of it. But Elon Musk also believes we're living in a simulation right now. So I don't know if you've ever heard that theory. No, I don't know right. that I want to. So yeah, well, it's pretty crazy. He, I just assume he knows more than me, and if this is his biggest fear, I'm thinking. He, here, here's what his premise is for this. His premise is that artificial intelligence and like virtual reality are going at a pace. Because if you've called like Comcast lately, you probably wish you had artificial <laughs> intelligence <laughs> sure. to deal with. There's like, a, you ever try to get like help at yeah, a yeah, store there's, there's, recently? There's probably infinite number of situations <laughs> where AI might make better decisions than people. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like once you start investing the power of like. Can can AI kill this person? Yeah, you know? so I, want you, I want you to go to Best Buy and try to get help with buying a computer, <laughs> and then tell me if you think there's not some room for artificial well, intelligence. True, I think like sometimes I could ask. You know, I don't want to say her name because she's going to turn on right now. But, oh right, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I remember going to Circuit City and being like, "All right, uh, I want a TV or this," and like the guy would help you. He'd know more than you know about it, mm-hmm. and like forget it. Like customer just, service is just. just Dead on it's so dead that when you get wage. customer service, you're like, holy wow. smokes. I just love this got, company. I just got customer service. Somebody listened what to was me. What was that? They, yeah, right. Most of them are just standing in a department store looking around. Like, shop local. Anybody here? Yeah, if you go to places around here that are like local, like art handlers, giving them a free plug on there, like those people know their stuff. Like if you go in there looking for an appliance, well, they're you're, be okay, you're right. Educated salespeople that you know, Hank Hill, go find yourself a propane dealer as good as Hank Hill because that man knew propane and propane. I just don't walk in art handlers because I assume I'm paying more than right, and that's why so people that's are the, attracted to Best Buy. But that's yeah, that's, that's the, the thing you're paying for the customer service and the training in the people to actually get what you should get instead of what they're going to push on you. So. There, you know, there's a cost to everything, but you have to go back uh, both ways with it. So, sure. Um, all right, let me let me throw this one at you. Uh, what I was saying about the, uh, I know you said you didn't want to hear the Elon Musk thing, but I don't want to leave people hanging. Go there. ahead, like, go Whoa, ahead. How did he just walk away from that comment? But go ahead. Um, so his theory is basically basically that virtual reality right now is in, is at a very uh, you know minimal stage, but in 50 years is going to be indistinguishable from reality. So if that is, you know, in theory, memory and the amount of memory and how much it takes to create a virtual reality situation holds any type of technological curve, it's going to be completely indistinguishable from reality. So that means most likely what we are living in is a simulation sent by somebody a long, long time or whatever, you know, but we're living in a simulation. So that's a lot to to make that leap from the first part of that to the second part. Well, but he, uh, maybe we'll be able to bring Walt Disney back after all. It's you know what I mean. I have no idea, but that's he's we'll get he's Walt very back. Much, we'll get Ted uh, Williams back. He's very much in that mindset that like there's uh, and they're actually you have to look this up a little bit because sometimes um, I can't remember which which school did it, but there's a group of mathematicians that are testing some of Stephen Hawking's theories about this, about the fact that we're living in a simulation based on using. Um, I mean, I'm sure go find find the information out there. It's uh, How about I'm Michael Jackson. Is he frozen somewhere? Did they freeze him? 
He's got to be frozen. Was there's he frozen no... every night and that's why yeah, he died? Something. There's got to be something. There's no way he wanted to go in the ground. What about Ted Williams? What's the yeah, status on? He's still... Ted Williams, I think he's a head on a stand, right? I mean, didn't... The is that kid, what Futurama kid... all come, comes the from? The one is kid the heads fought the to have him buried, but I think the other I love Nixon won. in Futurama. It's just Nixon's head is always appropriately presented in different situations. I just situations. hope all this stuff gets done before it's too late for us. Yeah, well, you we know might what? be like the last generation. But I remember, that has to go I remember into, the, uh, I the remember night. the kind of non-technical heyday, like the '80s, where it was just like one color TV it and was seven like the channels. Wild West, it's the best. Just going personal out, personal freedom, total, and you never it's have over. to worry about. It. Yeah, it was, it, it was fantastic. So, but I lived through it. My kids won't. They're they're addicted to their phone. You know, right away. You, you just every kid I know, well, they've just, given up their personal freedom. They just well, don't even you, see that as being an issue anymore. Oh, man. Well, what are you going to do, folks? Enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy the ride while it lasts. All right. Here is another one before we segue into it's actually a perfect segue into uh, sports. So it's kind of a half sports, but you'll see it in a general knowledge question. Um, What two products did not renew advertising campaigns with the National Football League due to an upcoming patent expiration? So two products have decided not to renew with the National Football League due to an upcoming patent expiration, and it has really hurt the NFL in terms of advertising dollars. All right, well, when I think of the... Okay, I got it. Go for it. Because it it was the third thing I thought... When I I think of the NFL and I think of advertising, the first thing I think of is beer. Right. The second thing I think of is cars sure and the third thing i think of is stuff that makes your crank work yes <laughs> it's in fact crank inducing yes uh materials yes. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly so right. and the fact you said two of them i think the, are the, the top old, two uh, the old, pfizer yeah well it's, uh, the, the, oh, it's viagra yeah it's viagra and, and uh, cialis, cialis. Yeah. yeah it's the old, the old throwing the uh football through the tires <laughs> Tire, swinging yeah. in the backyard it's like <laughs> Best analogy in the world. It's like the woman's watching tire him, swing, and he's, he's tire swinging. All of a sudden, swing. that ball ain't getting through that tire anymore, folks. He's he's feeling his arm. He's rubbing his shoulder. Is, as it's all going on, all you hear over it is like, "This could cause blindness." <laughs> but well, my crank right. work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your crank's going to work, but do not take if you have any of the following symptoms: heart issues, kidney issues. Like it just goes on and on. But <laughs> it'll make my crank work. It'll make your crank work. I'll and take it. Hey, all right, sign me up. So yeah, they're going generic, so they they feel no need to wow, advertise. They're going generic, huh? That's been, right. What do you get? Twenty years on those patents or twenty five? I think we were in college. I think, yeah, the first time like I had, uh, it was. I think it was twenty five, and they tried to reformulate and whatever. But now it's just so it's so widespread. People figured out how to make your crank work, even when it wasn't. So <laughs> right, you know, now it'll be super cheap to make your crank work, folks. All right, just helping you out there <laughs> with stuff. Let's move on to sports, unless you have anything else. I think that's a good segue to. Yeah, let's think. do sports. Right. I got a couple of things in sports. Please so throw your way because I got a couple of great ones as well, <laughs> including one that I heard today that I. It's not even in a quiz yet, and it might be three weeks out. And I don't even know if I'll ever use it, but I have to ask it. So, All right, so this is uh, something I saw. All right, who is the first pitcher to start for the AL in an All-Star game in consecutive years but with two different teams? Who was the first person to start the AL All-Star game? So it's Chris Sale? Chris Sale. Yeah, yeah, because he yeah. started with the Red Sox this and year. And last year with the White Sox. Yep, yep, so I was surprised that was the first time that ever happened. Yeah, I guess it's just weird because, you know, uh, very I mean, people frequently. People are bouncing around more so now. Well, especially not even... starting pitchers in Major League All-Star games. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, if you have the starting pitcher in the All-Star game, you generally speaking, you're not letting him go. Yeah, I, guess, I don't know that it happens it's that such frequently. such trade value, too, like a team like the White Yeah, Sox, well, so. right. But, I mean, I'm saying in most situations, if you have the best pitcher, one of the best pitchers, you're not the White Sox. Yeah, it's the first time it ever happened, but it's something I bet you'll start seeing more often. Well, sure. I mean, I, I do think that there's a lot of merit now given to the fact that if you trade your guys at the deadline based on how good the prospects coming up are. Yeah, because if you've got you're a great pitcher get... and you're on a bad team. Look at the Brewers, dude. Two years ago, we were trash. We traded away everybody we had that was worth anything, totally restocked our farm system. And in two years, we're, you know, 10 games over 500 beating the Cubs in their division going into mid-July. Something so about it's, baseball it's, and momentum and playing together that just unlike other sports. It's the opposite of basketball. Like, oh, if you're yeah. bad in basketball, it's just like you're just done. Oh, well, in basketball, it Knicks. comes down to if you Except don't have one of the my core entire adult players. Life. Oh, yeah, that's true. I they mean, have. 99 was the last good year they had. Just, you know, just can't get good. 
Oh, that's, that's, that's rough. But um, all right. So this this is one that I came across today, and then I'll ask you these other two. One of them we can breeze through very fast because we actually talked about it off air. Uh, but it's a good one to get out there. So uh, <laughs> what movie was just shown to the Scottish women's national soccer team to prep them for their upcoming match against England? So I want you to think about this for a second. Oh, I got it. I mean, yeah, right. There's really only one sure. answer. But if I was Scottish, <laughs> you could play this movie but for the me women's before national I took on England team? every time. But the women's national you, you sat them all down in a room and was like, ladies, let's throw you this on and get you motivated. And did it work? You could take my life. But you could never take my freedom. <laughs> It was Braveheart. Braveheart. Right. So it was all over the English media today. Is That's that the, great. The Scottish women watch. Now, the English women are uh, are scheduled. And the game might even be over by the time this podcast is, is on the air. So I have no idea what the outcome is. But, you know, the betting line was 4-0 England. So, like, the Scottish women's national team is not is about the favorites of, of uh, you know, Mel Gibson's group yeah. <laughs> in this. So, hey, right. Know. So if you're going to go out, at least hey, go out with... Uh, I, but wouldn't... I guess... Do they just Avengers. watch it before every match? Is is that really the, well, you know... Well, I guess when you play England. I mean, because I guess, uh, theoretically, that would make sense, right? They just watch it before it's every It's really hard for match. me to get into the mindset of the Scottish when it comes to the English, because they're, they're both part of the United Kingdom, so, you know, they are, in a sense... Same it's almost like New right. Jersey fighting Pennsylvania. Yeah, but they're but you like, know, but like the Welsh don't well, like you know, the actually, English. Actually, if I look at the way like that like New Jersey, Irish don't like that. There's a lot has of... been called the armpit of New York, and people sure. sometimes look at New Jersey as that. But yeah, it's a little I different though because where what about I like live... Mass versus New York. You know what I mean? Like I don't think the New York yeah. people and the Mass people like each other. I think there's a genuine you know no, the but same there's been of... more of a split. Like the Celtics always been great. Well, Boston's been kicking New York's butt now for a while in most but things. The Giants have beaten the Patriots, Patriots in the Super Bowl. The Yankees, Yankees dominated the Red sure. Sox for so long. So, eh. so you know, it's a little more back and forth. When it comes to England and Scotland, it's just like one has just kicked your ass forever. <laughs> oh, it's, that's got to be brutal. But slaughtered your ancestors. E- oh, the, it goes way deeper than, is, yeah. than, than um, Massachusetts and New York. Yeah, oh, well, I would think so, yes. They've actually had wars against each other. Sure. I, don't rem- I don't remember the Massachusetts like, militia lining yeah, like, would up Would you be surprised if you woke up tomorrow and like, Scotland is... <laughs> declared war on England. I'm like, it's about time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think what are I they would. doing up there? I think I would be fairly surprised yeah. at that. Actually, well, they've been trying to vote themselves out of that UK, right? For a while. And it's you know, it's a double edged sword. Cause I had a guy who was a Scottish that lived next to me for a little while, and like when that vote was going on, like, he had a sign out in front of his house. Like the way that you would put up like a Trump for president sure, sign sure. on your front lawn, right? He had, that he had like a, whatever it was Scottish vote. national votes, yes. yeah, right? Yes. In New Jersey, it's like vote for free. Yeah, right. oh yeah, on my street <laughs> next to my house. <laughs> right. like, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I think quirk. We should have like just get a bunch. Of I wish I could give that guy. I wish I could give that guy credit, but I can't pronounce his name. Right. I was like, hey, how you doing? I'm Nick, and he's like, hi, I'm. <laughs> oh, so sorry. <laughs> I was like, okay. To hear that. Yeah. My but, favorite ever groundskeeper Willie moment in Scotland, like he goes, uh, oh, uh, brothers and sisters are natural enemies, like cats and dogs, or like Scots and Englishmen, or like Englishmen and Irishmen, or like Scots and Irishmen, or like Scots and Scots. Damn, Scots always ruining Scotland. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, okay. So the Scots can't get along with anybody, right? Is what that, was, that, was, okay. that was that was his. I joke. thought the joke was that the English don't get along with anybody. I, you know, you know I love everybody, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. All right, another sports question for you. Uh, well, you throw one back at me because that was that was all mine. Right. All right I got a true false. Okay. I like Tiger false. Woods won the Masters within one year of turning pro. Is that true or false? I Tiger believe, Woods I won the true. Masters within one year. I believe of it is true. All right, so Tiger Woods turned pro in 1996, okay? He won his first Masters in 1997, but he turned pro in the summer of 96. The Masters is played in... No, no, shorter. The Masters is played in April. Wow, so he was only pro eight months? Yeah. Didn't he win, like, a pro-am, though? He he won, like, a bunch of amateur titles, right? As oh, a, yeah. As a I mean, he, was, the, he was the U.S. Right, amateur champion a right, couple right, of right, times. Right, right, right. So, and then he went to college. So it wasn't like he came out of nowhere in the came Masters. Came out of nowhere. He was oh, no, they hot. knew. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. came out of nowhere like LeBron came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, he, I mean, he was playing knew. golf since he was three. I remember yeah, yeah. seeing, like, you know, video of him sinking holes at six. And Oh, yeah, and he, he turned pro in that summer and his first shot at the Masters as a pro, he won it. So, you know, this is actually a nice segue for this because golf is one of those sports where I think you have more longevity um, based on a playing career than virtually any other sport. I mean, guys, even on a senior tour, can play, what, 40, 50 years if they keep themselves fit. 
yeah. and could play well into their you know 60s and 70s. But one sport I think you don't associate uh, longevity with is what? Tennis? No, I'm thinking gymnastics? NFL. Oh, NFL. Yeah, I sure. mean tennis and gymnastics. Uh, there's actually two great examples there. You know, I don't I don't have any questions related to Federer, but I guess it's it's it should be noted that the guy, you know, 36 years old just won his eighth Wimbledon. 35, I think, right? I think he's 36. All right, I, I had him at 35. I think he just turned 36, but um, you know, winning his eighth uh, Wimbledon, and that's really unheard of based on uh, the longevity of most tennis players. But this I came across um, recently because I was just thinking about kind of long tenured football players. And do you know what NFL uh, player spent a record 20 seasons with the Detroit Lions retiring in 2012? The kicker. The kicker. Hanson? Hanson. Jason Hanson. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that guy for two times a year since... Forever. Oh, ever! It was just like this guy still <laughs> yeah, in. The- How is he still? But it was amazing to me that he came into the league in '92, dude, and played till 2012. Yeah, it's like '92. Like, I, I, I started rooting for the Packers in. Like literally, that guy was there forever. And every time, but just the the difference. When he got in drafted in fantasy football, that's like. what I would, it would be like. Somebody would be like, "All right, we'll take." Uh, Hanson, and, like, and I feel oh like there was God, the one other guy who had a little bit shorter a career that came up with Hanson almost at the same time. All right, time Federer is 35. Just to... Oh, okay. All right. So... so he hadn't won it since he was 30. Wow. That's, a long, <laughs> that's incredible. That's a long run. So what was, who was the other kicker that came up with Hanson right at the same time and basically had like one or two years shorter a career? But I think they might have been in the same draft or within a year of each other. And I'll give you a hint if you want one. Yeah, because it just nothing. University of Hawaii kicker. That's where he went. Yeah, that's really not helping me because 92, University of Hawaii draft. Uh, I mean, if he told me the team he played for, I I'd think get it in a second probably. Same first name. Elam. Jason Elam. Okay. Yep. That was Got good. It. Good clue. I wouldn't have gotten it, I don't think, without unless you had told me he had had the record for the longest at one point. Yeah, well, that's, he kicked that, that would have been a good clue there. To yep, yep. That was probably, what, late 90s? Sure, and uh, I think the guy he tied was a New Orleans Saint, uh, Dempsey, and the guy had yeah. half a foot. Right, he kicked it uh, straight on. Yeah, not straight soccer on. style. Yep, yep, and he had like a, a, a block. special, yeah, yeah a special it block. Kick it with a center on. block. Right. That's a fairly unusual, or not, unusual he, he thing. He did have the record for a long time. All right, you got one more. I got one more that we'll talk about afterwards. I, it's, again, it's the one All that... All right, let's see. We've talked tennis. We've talked golf. We've talked baseball. Um... All right, I got one for you. Let's see. Who's 96.3 yards per game receiving is tops in NFL history? Who's 96.3 yards per game receiving Mm -hmm. is the most in NFL history? All right, so... This is interesting. This is a great question because I think that whenever you ask this type of question, the natural response to come to is Jerry Rice, but I don't think that's the right answer here. All right, now, that is a great point, and it's almost hard to find a question when that's it comes to all-time receiving. Not that's not Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. Now, listen to this. Okay. This is over 20 yards a game more than Jerry Rice. Damn. It's not even close. Now, this is a product of today's NFL. Yeah, so I think I have the answer Jerry to this. Rice and, and, and in my the head, 70s. the first name that came up because we're so in, you know intertwined with fantasy sports is Antonio Brown. Okay, it's a good guess. Is it right? It's not right. Oh, all right. I'm glad I got it wrong. But what is it? It's Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Wow, that is an, that's and, and, and incredible. And I think this is what what it is. He misses time. Like Antonio Brown doesn't miss many regular season games. That's right. Julio misses some games. So it's when Shorter. he's in the lineup, right? It's nasty, but he misses four or five games, right. which is you know. But everybody's waiting for the two thousand yard season because if he ever puts sixteen together, based you know? on his average, it, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, guys, incredible. I just he, I have he, it's a hard tolerance level to deal with. Sure, because he gets two hundred and twelve yards and three touchdowns, and, and then, then the next week he doesn't catch a ball. Or he unexplainably three for twenty two, unexplainable, or one for eleven. Like it just I don't know. I, he, he, and he really, in retrospect, looking back in his career, he doesn't have that many of those off games. But it, it just—he's a tough guy to win with. That's the best way I could put it. He's one of those tough. Because you have to, to draft him with. in the first round, right? And and then and you if have he misses to, four you games, have to deal with the risk—the uh, yeah. the risk tolerance that comes with him as a player. So, 
Uh, yeah, no fun there. But um, all right, this one came up uh, again. It was such a good question. I kind of uh, messed up by asking you off the air instead of saving it. Fresh reaction for the Quizzo podcast. So. But I will say I did get it. Bingo! You got it right away without so, much, you know, no thought because I, I, you know, I think you were you were in the mindset, and this happened fairly recently. So well, this, this is what happened. Right I had heard that. I didn't see the results, and I didn't even see the teams that were playing. Right. But I knew that it was going to be an SEC team because I had saw somewhere where both teams were SEC. Right. So I immediately was able to just go to the go SEC. Go for it. So, so the question is, in 2007, easy. which university became the first to win a championship in men's football? 2017. 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Did I say 2007? I thought you did. Maybe. I probably did, but I, I mess up a lot. Back. We'll get to another mess up that I made in geography history because we do have uh, – a guy who I really should just hire as our, our fact checker for Quizzo because he points out when we make a mistake That's on air and rambling. I love getting them in there because at least uh, you know the next week you're going to get some corrections. Uh, on, on. Yeah, sure. But uh, in 2017, which university became the first to win a championship in men's football, basketball, and baseball? So three of the four you know major sports. I would say hockey is kind of a tough nut to crack when it comes to overall. There's only like the schools well, that are good be the in North. hockey. Like University Minnesota. of Maine, you know, Rensselaer, Poly, Michigan. Michigan. State. Yeah, yeah, Michigan State, Michigan. Uh, but Poly. Like, Never even heard of them. RPI has got a great uh, what hockey about Boston program. College? I Boston University. A oh, Boston University, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So, but, but no, the answer is University of Florida. So the Gators became the, the first uh, Yeah, so obviously school. we've seen them win in football, and they won back-to-back in basketball with Billy Donovan. Yep. Not, didn't they not have, that long ago. Yeah, but didn't they even have another run recently? Didn't they win another championship in basketball, in basketball not too long ago? No, I think they made it to the Final Four. But okay, they but they won those two back-to-back They back won those two back-to-back. Back. That was it. Yeah, yeah. it was Joakim Noah on those teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think there was a couple other players that were NBA-type guys there. Yeah, a couple so, shooters. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so the Gators, uh, I guess, is that can they like say, hey, we're the best sports college in the United States? I mean, they, well, geez, you know, I would say no, only because their basketball dominance was not long enough. For minimal. Me. So who is? Um, and in football, boy, they really fell off the cliff after they lost their after uh, Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer left. Yeah, yeah, and then really nobody cares about college. Yeah, and baseball. they've had great. They've had ping. Great- had great Remember that before. Jim Rome, one of my favorite Jim Rome no. things. Is he always used to make fun of college baseball because it had the, oh, uh, the aluminum bats. bats. Yeah. He goes, "What isn't better than the sounds of ping?" It's like you're at a game, bottom of the ninth, three-two count, the dramas in the air, the pitcher delivers, ping. All <laughs> right, so for sure, for sure, I agree with Rome. And here's the thing with college baseball: if you're a pitcher, go get your degree. Because you can only pitch once every five days anyway. Sure. But if you're a full-time player, you need to be in the Get minors. Because you need to be playing full as time. much, as, as many possible. at-bats, as much time That's in the it. field. So to me, college baseball, is, it's not like football at all. No, it isn't. In fact, it's, be, at this it's point, based on that exact thing. football has so dominated college sports, in my opinion, because of basketball now. I, I don't even know what they're doing with college basketball. They need to make a change, but I don't know the solution. Right. I hate the one and done because you're there for like a half an hour, and I don't think it's good for team building. There's, you know, some I say make say it two years some... or make it no years. I don't know. Flip a coin. I don't know what's better, sure. but I think no years or like, – I had no problem with LeBron just going right in. He, well, he's a rare example, though. I think most kids would benefit from more time, but like I could understand the top ten talents in the country not wanting to benefit from that and wanting to maximize their payday. I mean, you're basically. I mean, if I was the NBA, I would want to make them wait the two years sure. because I'm getting a more polished player. No like question. Calipari once said something that was smart. Uh, he said, "You know, don't get mad at me if you're drafting an 18 year old kid and he's not ready to play in the NBA." Right. And really, have you seen any of these young guys really make an impact in the NBA? Uh, you know, it's all the vets that win playoff games. Well, there's no question. So, and, and it's a finite number of them, too. There's probably 25 difference makers in the NBA in it's total. It's so hard to rebuild in the NBA. And, like, if you had a guy with at least an extra year. Sure. You know, I don't know. All right, let's move on to uh, next topic of conversation here the uh, geography history portion of uh, the game. And let's, uh, I think, uh, what was the, oh, the. The mess up we made last week is I think we were trying to talk about the international dateline and we... Uh, yeah, universal time is Greenwich Mean Time. Right, but we were talking about what countries pass through and I think we, we were referencing some line and uh, uh, it was pointed out that we were 
we were to- we should have been talking about the international dateline instead of whatever it is we were saying. So I think I made a mistake. I don't know exactly what the mistake was that I made, and I was going to, uh, to maybe look- I confused you because I had said the prime meridian was in the Pacific Ocean, right, and the international right. dateline is on right. the front side of the globe. So I don't. Th- I think it's the reverse of what it- whatever you said. I think it was pointed out that the uh, the prime meridian the prime meridian is on the front side, and the international, international dateline date is in the Pacific. Okay. Right. So I, I think. All right, well, listen, I didn't brush up on that topic. Well, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. We we go off the cuff tons of times here, and we're not particularly well rehearsed. Maybe if we start raising money, well, no, for this I mean the podcast, whole point of this that, is you like challenge me and I challenge yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, see, so, we know, but you know, but not please, get right. I actually love getting those. You know, you guys made just so I could get back and correct it because we do just talk off the cuff. It's not, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff that comes into this podcast that we didn't uh, pre-plan. Despite All right, well, this is what I know for sure. Out. All right, go for it. What's the second largest city in Germany? Okay, I'm going to go with Munich. Yeah, I see, I love these because only anybody knows this. Okay. Number one's Berlin right. by a mile. Right. Number two is Hamburg. Hamburg. Yeah, Hamburg or Munich were going to be the, okay. one, of, one of my I think everybody guests. goes Munich. Right. I think because Oktoberfest, so every year you see the highlights of Munich, and it just I, seems like And more... also, you know, my mind's always on soccer, and Bayern Munich is the most famous German team, so that's like the, the – even the team. Oh, in, really? Yeah, yeah. That's bigger than Berlin? There is, you know, the oh, yeah, Bayern, Bayern Munich. Munich. I, you know, I just saw them because I was looking at a. Oh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. Okay, can't, 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 you know, let people under the hood all the way. But. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell but, you later. But Bayern, Bayern Munich was is probably one of the top four teams in the world. So they're. I, you know, what's funny is I know for a fact they're the fourth most valuable soccer team in the world. Well, there you go. <laughs> I can tell you. I could probably tell you the first three it, ahead of there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So uh, okay. Um, uh, oh, you could definitely tell me the first three. Well, just go ahead. Let's do it. We're already talking about it. All right. Uh, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Manchester United. I'd find it hard to. You believe. want you want that you want that to be your final order? Or do oh you no wanna... no no! I didn't throw it in order. Right, you so got to three, but Real Madrid order. is one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'll go United two and Barcelona three. You had one, but you had two and three. Oh. Okay, so Barcelona's two and United's yes. three. Okay, and that, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. Bayern Munich's one. Uh, You're all over it. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, I could probably give you the top ten because, like, it's the same characters I'm every out. year. There's After four, four. There's fourteen teams <laughs> that else. basically met to consolidate power, and were like, we're going to be the best fourteen teams all the time, and like everybody else can yeah, go it's a good, go it's fight a good for the scraps. Place. They figured out how to do it too. <laughs> it's yeah. it's a pretty impressive Very run. So, with that. all right. Uh, so moving on to the uh, geography history section i got one for you here what 235 million dollar project began construction in 1881 and was not finished until 1914 the panama canal boom all over it like white on rice (laughs) yeah you know it's amazing what technology (laughs) does for things like building canals because it took think of how many people probably died getting that thing built for how Where did they get all there? the people? Because all the How people that years? died. I mean, did they get, like, 33 years to build that thing? Yeah, I mean, I mean who looked at it? I was like, what was it, 40 miles? Or, is that how much it is? Yeah, something like that. Like, I was like, oh sure, God, let's, let's we'll just carve this Right up. here, from here to here. But it was worth it. I mean, yeah. really, that's a big savings. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. And then, and then what was it? Like 20 years later, they came out with train travel? And oh. was like, <laughs> not as big. Not as big. They, they figured out <laughs> air then shortly thereafter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, we had the Erie Nobody Canal. Did. I mean, that was like, <clears throat> you know, think of how Route 90 in New York. Yeah. The old, you know, Erie Canal basically sure. across the entire state. People were just like, I'm going to have a waterway go across the United States of America. Yeah, That's then, what they were doing. And once you can for. get to the Mississippi, now you've got trade all, all the way, way to New Orleans. The Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. I think we should go back to that. I think we should start scrapping, <laughs> start going back. Remember the. Uh, well, anytime I'm in traffic and I see the trucks. And I'm like, there's got to be something better than this. Yeah, Elon like, Musk wants to just dig uh, tunnels. I, I That's like his it, big thing. The I always had the company. idea, like, if why can't tractor trailers in cities be banned from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m.? No, there, there should be a lot of things that, you know? that they do. Like you that should deliver a tractor trailer into a city at middle after of the 7 night. o'clock. Yeah, middle of the 7 night. o'clock. Yeah, same with road work. Like, how, how are you having construction crews on the ground at 7 o'clock in rush hour, but not straight through the night instead? Right. It doesn't make any sense. One of those jobs you sign on for to do at mid, from midnight until 5 a.m. or whatever. 10 o'clock till 5 a.m. Yeah, but I, I just, you know, there was, there was a lot of things that uh, technology fixed in terms of travel. But, uh, you know, honestly, 
the idea of having a, a waterway that goes straight across the country it would probably make a lot of value in some of that land. You know what I mean? You'd be shooting for uh, a nice place in Rochester right by the canal. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I don't think it's a terrible idea. Um, I had something that I was going with, but I forgot. All right, throw one at me, and then I'll, uh, I'll give you another uh, geography history question. All right, what building was originally known as the Pennsylvania State House? What building was originally known as the Pennsylvania State House? Pennsylvania State House. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my my thought process here uh, on display. So I'm figuring that if it was originally known as that, it's something that's even famous after, but it's something super old. So the only thing I could really come up with is the, uh, you know, where the the Congress uh, was held in Philly, the the uh, 1776 Congress. So. So called Congress Hall. What are, what are they? Uh, what do they refer to that as? You know what I'm talking uh, well, about. What was signed there? In Declaration yeah. of Independence. Independence Hall. That's right. Independence Hall, Hall Independence in Philadelphia. Hall. Is that right? Yeah, they renamed it because of the Declaration of Independence and all, but it was originally the Pennsylvania there you State go. House. So I, good I, thought process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that made that made sense to me because originally, you know, Philadelphia wouldn't have been the uh, the rooting interest. You know what's funny? And I have to look this up, but I think there was actually a time they did call it Congress Hall also. I think it was like the Pennsylvania State House, and then they called Congress it Congress Hall, Hall and, then, and then it was Independence and Hall. And then they called it Independence okay. Hall, straight so, enough. But now Congress Hall is in Cape May. That was by accident, trust me. Yeah, Congress Hall is in Cape May? Yeah. Really? That's what they call? Yeah, the, I want to say it's the oldest seaside hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, it's called uh, Congress Hall. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, you could get Yeah, my cousin got married there. there. Yeah, yeah. Good weddings and everything there. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, uh, I know you're going to get this. This is, this is a... Interesting, you know, just this is kind of one of my fun ones more than like it's a, a deep intellectual challenge there. But hey, whenever you can come up with a fun one in geography history, you're doing yeah, good things. I, I think so, too. And and it's, it's the just, hardest category I to make fun. I think it's just the word I like. It's, it, the, it's the easiest category to make depressing and sad. No question. So just, yeah, try whenever to, you like, can make it fun. I have a theory that like even if you put them in there, I try to stay away from anything where the answer is Hitler. Yeah, I know you don't <laughs> like the Hitler questions, <laughs> I but I think Hitler's fascinating. I know. Like, and people but not love in a good trivia way. around them. Right, I know, but whatever the answer's Hitler the and everybody cheers in the bar. It's the same it's reason just... as like Manson being a good answer. You know, and the same thing. I've had answers where Charles Manson was the answer and people go nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheering. So it's yeah. like, oh. But the saddest is like, like Anne Frank. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, no. like, oh geez. That's, that's why I don't want him. Right. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, it's just, just depressing. Yeah. All right. What is the name of the common sheet-like garment ancient Greeks and Romans wore? Oh, toga. 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 Toga, exactly. Made so, famous uh, by Animal House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I figure there's a little there's a little levity at the end of a geography history. Do you know round. what actor says, thank you, sir, may I have another? John Belushi? When I think Toga, that's all I can think of. Thank you, sir, may I have another? No. Who? Dan- oh, wait. Kevin uh, Bill- Bacon. Kevin Bacon, that's his right. His first movie. That's right, Animal his House. Animal House, of course. Thank you. He's one of the pledges, right? He's one of the, uh, or like the snobby yeah, kids. Though. He's a pledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Go back and watch Animal House again. There's so many great things about that movie. I forgot who it was, but somebody turned... Yeah, I think it was Donald Sutherland, right? Oh, yeah. This is a great story. So Sutherland could have had back end. Right. They offered him 2% of back end or 30 grand. Right. And for, for two days worth two of filming, days worth of work, yeah. right? And he was like, oh, "Give me that, give me that thirty is, grand, that thirty thousand dollars." National Lampoon's <laughs> looks like a go mess. Nowhere. <laughs> and he said something like that: two percent was worth like thirty-eight million dollars. Yeah, could you imagine him smiling after those two days with that thirty k in his pocket? <laughs> oh, like this is going nowhere. Nowhere. And then flounder, biggest, biggest <laughs> flounder. They had a guy <laughs> named Flounder in this thing. They had a dude wearing a shirt that said college. That's not going to be an iconic poster. Zero reproduced. point zero. Zero point zero. You can look <laughs> forward to next week's Quizzo opener. I just got it. Oh, it is, it's all Animal House. Oh, I don't know good. what I'm going to link it up with, but that's that's going in there with the toga. All right. So uh, let's. that's a good segue to uh, some entertainment now that we're done with this. And here's another name, Nick. And, and he's he's my man. And he was in one of the first episodes, uh, first Quizzo episodes. We talked about him. So I'm going to get a couple of more uh, just in memory. I like bringing stuff up about this character's uh, TV show run here because it's still one of my favorites there. And he just was in the uh, the round of uh, the round of Ed. So we had our an Ed. I don't round. know that I saw the Ed round. The Ed round was all famous Eds and pictures. And I actually 
I was able to play a practical joke on one of my favorite teams that plays uh, Quizzo with us, and uh, they they had a, a buddy named Ed, and I stuck him in the round in the less than flattering picture, and just gave them that one picture of it. <laughs> so when they were looking through the picture round, picture ten was their their buddy. Oh yeah, that's funny <laughs> sitting in the round. So and I heard the laughter. I actually had to walk out of the the quiz to to gather <laughs> myself as I handed it to him. Um, but Ed O'Neill, so. You know, this is uh, I'm going to see I'm going to ask this in reverse to you because I want to make it harder. Um, Remember what we asked about uh, Married with Children's uh, favorite lovable character, Al Bundy, what his favorite uh, magazine was? Biggins. Biggins. I got it wrong on the podcast. Right. right, right. I won't forget that one again. Right. All right. So I'm going to ask you this. What fictional organization did he create? So there was a whole period of Married with Children where one of the big things... Right, it wasn't fictional on the show. It was no, real, it was real on, on the show. show but okay. Al Bundy was the creator of what fictional organization? Man, it's not jumping out at me. Let me think here for a second before I give up. It wasn't Dad's, right? <laughs> nah. You're like you're on it. You're, it. Your head's in the right place. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Was it Husbands? No. Nah. I don't know. I can't right. think of it. The name of the organization was No Ma'am. No Ma'am. No Ma'am. So it was oh. a men's rights organization okay. like, to go against the you know the wave tidal wave of like women's feminism that was coming around that time. And he had this like secret lair that No Ma'am used to meet in, and it was almost like a like a was it his garage. Yeah, it was a converted. I remember whatever, him having guys in the garage, but I, I don't. Remember yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all wore these T-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> I said no I remember man the with T-shirts. the big yeah. circle and an arrow going through there. But you know, if you want to go back to the heart of that show, when that show was great, it was during that like third and fourth season where that came out. Well, but, I got uh, one for you for the Ed round. Okay, what pop star single-handedly ruined the season premiere of Game of Thrones? I, th- I don't think that's a fair question because I love you. I love you, dude. And and I know if you're listening to this, I am real sorry for the reaction you got because I was going to ask this back in reverse to you, which is which pop star had to deactivate his Twitter account because of the backlash from his appearance in Game of Thrones. So that's right, how well, I phrased it, it three weeks ago. It wasn't me on Twitter, but... And it's not his fault. I don't blame him at all. He got the sh- I mean, I it mean, was this a just title. A so obviously we're talking I mean, about Ed Sheeran. Watching Thrones and it's like, is that Ed Sheeran? I heard it and I was like, that's Ed Sheeran's voice. Now I, I'm waiting for like Taylor second. Swift to pop out. And the funny thing is they're talking about, you know, but listen, I mean, the guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia was there. Bush's head's been on a spike, but that really was kind of like it took you right out of. Oh, boy, did it take you, know, you right out of. Threw you right why does that show like one tree hill all need of a Ed Sheeran? Well, apparently because Macy Williams is a super fan, so the producers did it as a reward to her and didn't tell her about it. So she showed up filming one day yeah, in one that's of the a, Lannister. This is not a good move at this point. This show is just too much and too many people to start rewarding. I, I, have, no, I have no problem in a, in with a it. a meaningless waste no of a scene. I have no problem with it. it, was, it well, it was meant to show a little humanity. I'll tell you what. If I see another one, I'm going to get angry. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> they better start <laughs> cutting this crap. Can you imagine, though? If, like, all right, I'll so let somebody, one go by. Somebody floated this on the internet, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Like, you know, Arya but can, Rob like, McElerney, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. He's an actor. It's true. So, I mean, if I saw an actor in Game of Thrones, I'd be like, ah, that's hey, weird. They got the guy from you Always Sunny. You didn't even really see them. Like, there was never a moment where they, they were Yeah, it like, wasn't like, uh, is, is, that, there is singing? That, are those guys from, is there, is that Ed Sheeran? Yeah, like, the last scene we saw with guys in the woods, I think it was like when the hound came up and was sure, like, plus, disemboweling was, them. Right, plus the it, it was also one of like, these where here you got eight soldiers for the Lannister army and a young girl wandering by herself, and the answer isn't they all gang rape her? Because right. that's, I mean, that's right. what that show that's what is. Seen. That's what I was waiting for. I'm like, are they really going to, like, is Ed Sheeran going to save the day here? No, it's, it's Ed Sheeran. To... He's going to share his rabbit. Right. <laughs> it was Ridiculous. a squirrel, but that's all right. <laughs> Don't throw it again. It's Ed Sheeran. He's going to share his rabbit with her <laughs> over the castle on the hill. But somebody floated a good uh, a good shame. joke there. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Shame. <laughs> somebody did float a good theory there. Is that Ari is the skin changer, right? So, you know, she could take somebody's face like you saw in the beginning of the episode. Right. So what if, like, later on you see, like, you know, they are, it's Ed Sheeran again, and then it's really Arya. <laughs> All right. If that that, happens, would that be kind of amusing? That would be. If they kind of like you know through that, it's like, oh my god, is Ed Sheeran back? 
back in this episode, and it really wasn't, and it was Arya being uh, Now Ed I Sheeran. know how this show's going to end. <laughs> Ed Sheeran on the Iron Throne, but it's yeah, really Arya. Arya killing Cersei, and then, uh, but it's really Ed, Ed Sheeran, Sheeran killing Cersei <laughs> and taking off. Ed Sheeran's, Ed Sheeran's the Queen Slayer. It's great. That would be. I like it. That's fantastic. That'd be worse than the Dexter ending. And then what if like he also like turned it into just do a music video for the last scene? So suddenly, oh, they all like, started all dancing the cast stuff coming like, in. Um, Jai Ho at the end of Slumdog Millionaire, right? And then like yeah. Cersei's like resurrected body comes up and starts like you know, yeah. <laughs> Shape of You playing in the background. All right, I think I think I could get with it. All right, uh, a couple more for you in the entertainment world before we hit the uh, the final <clears throat> frontier. Last questions of of what we got for today's uh, Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Um, I'm gonna go give you this one. Apparently. Uh, appropriately, not apparently, appropriately, the year Bruce Lee was born, 1940, was the year of what animal on the Chinese dragon. zodiac? Yes, Bruce Lee was born in the I year mean, of the dragon. If you didn't give me appropriately, I don't know that I would be able to get it that quick, of course, but it's a, certainly one a, to guess that's at. A giveaway. That's a it's giveaway. too much of a giveaway. Too much. Of I a would giveaway? just ask you without and see how many people put it together. Okay, fair enough. So, I yeah. mean, and re- you're rewarding the podcast listeners because this is true. You know what I mean? This is true. But when you go appropriately, it's like, no, dude. Gotta be, gotta be the dragon. It's got, not gonna be the rat, the pig, the <laughs> ox, kind of funny, the chicken. The year of the chicken. <laughs> Inappropriately, right? <laughs> it would have right. been the year of the chicken. Right. All right. Throw one back at me, and then I. All right. Uh, so there's a new sheriff in town on YouTube, and what I mean is the all-time most clicked video. Oh, it's not Gangnam Style anymore. I think I could give you a hundred guesses. <laughs> I don't think you would get this. No. But I have a clue for you. Okay. And I I'll still don't know clue. if you'll get it. Who's see you again video? is now the most watched. See you again. Yeah, see you again. Now, I think here's the rub with this. This has to do with, like, Paul Walker. See you again was in those Fast and Furious movies. I okay. think it was the one in that Paul Walker. So it's sort okay. of a tribute to Paul Walker. So is it by Charlie Puth? Or... No, it's Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. But who who sings? Doesn't somebody else sing with him? Oh, maybe, maybe Charlie that? Puth is on it. Right, listen, you know more about it than No, me, I right? don't. I, I genuinely don't. But I do think that for some reason it's Wiz Khalifa with somebody, and I think the with somebody might be I Charlie. I hope you're right. Yep, you got it. Yeah, so there Charlie you go. Puth. Charlie Puth. How did you know that? Uh, he because he did the the Robin version on Stern. Okay. <laughs> he was All actually right. and and Stern's like that's actually Charlie Puth. He was in Sirius Studios oh, okay. and the guys grabbed him to re-record it. And he did like that. You know, he he does the singing part of it, but he did it with you know exceptionally dirty lyrics. And uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I w- I want to forget this before I mention. Did you hear Stern yet this week? Robert O'Neill. Oh, well, I haven't heard it yet, but now everybody will know who Unbelievable, yes. Yeah. So we the brought guy this who, guy up because... Multiple times. The guy who killed Osama bin Laden. The most amazing interview I think I've ever heard in oh, my yeah? life. It went on forever, but like... It that was, was the Tuesday show, right? Yeah, yeah. It got... I'll I, get to it. Um, or maybe it was the Monday show. Might have been the Monday show. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was Tuesday show. I've heard the Monday show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was Tuesday show. show. And today was Charlie's Theron, so... Yeah, not that we're all plugs for Howard all the time, but guy is just... He's so on top of his game and the stuff he's... God is just absolutely ridiculous. So, all right, uh, I'm going to give you my last one. You give me your last one. We'll call it a day here. Uh, I, you know, I knew this sort of, but like, I don't think a lot of people do. So I'm going to just ask you this one. Motown is an abbreviation for what word and town? Motor. Russ. Yes. Okay. Cool. Detroit Motor Town is, is, was the original name. Detroit Motor Town was the nickname of Detroit and Motown Records took the motor Mo, but I don't know, you know, I don't know. You think that's something that everybody kind of knows? Well, I think that people know Detroit is Motor City. Sure. But I don't know that they put it together that Motown came from Motor. I I think people know that, you know, so, I don't know, maybe 50-50 on people that know that Motown's from Detroit. Good question, though. I think you'll never forget it then. Definitely definitely my wheelhouse, though. All right, excellent. What else you got for me? First gangster rapper. Who's the first gangster rapper? Uh, It's got to be Ice-T. Ice-T, yeah. Who coincidentally has played a cop on TV for 17 years. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the longest running cop on television. Oh, yeah, guy's been a cop for 12 years. Well, you know, it was funny, too, because I heard him interviewed on Stern also. And again, we go back to the stuff that we listen to for sure. But uh, one of the things that he was saying is, like, he, he reached out to all his, like, you know, his boys and was like, can I get away with this? And they're like, yes, you can get away with this. Like, talking cop and talking gangster is the same language. Like, you know both sides of that better than anybody. Huh, so like that's interesting. You, and none of them looked at it like but, – but here's the thing. It wasn't in relation to that show. It was in relation to a role on what movie? I'm going to ask you this. This is my last question to you. He okay. first played a cop in what movie? 
That's right. how he got his acting start. And okay. it's a great movie. All right. And that's right. when he was like the the hard, most hardcore gangster rapper. I, I know rapper. it's one of these couple of films that all came out when I was in high school, I want to say, early to mid-90s. Um, I know John Singleton directed one of them. Okay. This might be wrong, but I'm, I don't think I'm going to have a better guess. Okay. New Jack City? New Jack yes. City. You got it exactly right. Mario was, uh, Van yeah. Peoples. Was, was, was the director? Yeah, well, no, no, no. Oh, he, but I think he was the star. Yeah. He, he was the star gangster. Right. And uh, But there was a bunch of other people in that as well. I think Chris Rock might have been in New Jack City as a very, very young Was actor. he really? Yeah, as a very young That actor. I would not have known. Yep. Um, I hope that's right. I should. We should look that up real quick before you uh, before we call it a day there. Uh, oh, no, Mario Van Peebles did direct New oh, Jack yeah. City. Okay. And he starred in it, too. I oh, think. you're right. Chris Rock is in it. Okay, good. Yeah. Wesley Snipes, Ice-T. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. There you Chris go. That's, Rock, that's, Mario Van That's Pimpers. one of the big ones. But no, it was a good movie. And uh, what what that was is Ice-T before you know he got John into Singleton acting. John Singleton one? Yes. I'll look it up. Yes. So Boys in the Hood. That, that was, I was between Boys in the Hood and New Jack yeah, City. Yeah, Boys in the Hood. John Singleton. That was a masterpiece. And in fact, that was Ice Cube. Not yes. Ice-T. Yes. That's, that's it. You got did you ever hear Ice Cube tell the story about that? John Singleton worked as a like a stagehand on the Arsenio Hall show, okay? Right. And he he sees Ice Ice Cube's coming on the show, and Singleton goes up to him, and he was like seven or eighteen years old and a student intern at USC, a filmmaking student at the time. And as he's going on to Arsenio that night, he says to him, "I've got this amazing script. You're going to be the star of it. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous." The guy wasn't even an actor, so he was like, "Okay, sure, Mister, you know, intern on the Arsenio Hall show, right?" So fast forward five years from that moment, five years, okay? Mm-hmm. Ice Cube gets a call from his agent. Hey, they want to interview you. They want to have you screen test for this movie uh, where you play whatever. He's like, I think I've heard that pitch before. Shows up at the audition. It's John Singleton. The guy's like, I told you. I wow, told you I'd do this. That? He put himself through USC, through film school, got the money, and then brought it right back. Five years later from that conversation, the guy had never heard like in between but he had written that part for him, and he was amazing, and it's one of the one So of the here you go. Uh, right. Boys in the Hood and New Jack City both came out. In what year? I'm going to go 94. 91? 91, all right. Yeah. That was earlier than I thought, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely, because I figured it was before we were out of high school, because I remember being a kid. That's what it, I but, thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought I remember being in high school, but I was probably watching it on tape. Absolutely. So I think both of those excellent, excellent quality. All right, so that does it for us. I for- got one before we oh, leave. Yeah, okay. False alarm. Uh, yeah, doesn't do it for just, us. Let's just leave with this one. All right. Uh, the we'll get the riff. mailman segment next. Uh, we, we didn't uh, – the holidays and I haven't hosted, okay. so we're, we're, we'll get them back in. The ending riffs weeks. of Frank Sinatra's Strangers in the Night inspired the name of what cartoon character? The ending riff of Frank Sinatra's Strangers in the Night inspired the name of what cartoon character? da 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 Na 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 na. You got it. <sighs> Just not there. Can't can't Doobie put it in. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. That's Came where they got the name Scooby Doo. Dooby Dooby Doo. da da da. The guy who created Scooby Doo was hearing that one time. God, that's where he got <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> Fantastic! Can't make this stuff up. Baby. Oh, oh, I like it. That's uh, whether that's true or not. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. True. It's that's great. Scooby Doo: The End of Strangers in the Night. When I say I can't make this stuff up, it doesn't mean I actually make this stuff up. I no. mean, that that really is the truth. Well, we do make stuff up. We do a lot of true false questions that I I, I oh, at least because right. I have to keep people on their game. If they're all always true, then it doesn't go. So sometimes I will sit there and be like, "This week I'm going to make up something that's ridiculous, and I'm going to try to make people believe it and see how many I can get to believe it." Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> Fair part. All right. Uh, that does it for this week's trivia, Quizzo Trivia Zoinks. Podcast. Zoinks. For Nick, I'm Drew. We will see you next week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. You are the weakest thing. Goodbye. Jared, you know the human head was did you know that Troy Aikman in only six years has passed for 16,303 yards? Do you know bees and dogs can smell fear? Did you know the career record for most hits is 4,256 by Pete Rose, who is not in the Hall of Fame? Do you know that my next-door neighbor has three rabbits?
I can't compete with that. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Learn about Cuba. Have it some food. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. I've been thinking about this, Mr. Hand. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? What is this? It's our fantasy baseball draft. Your fantasy what? It's our draft. Fantasy baseball. I told you all about this. Got Matsui. Name's Francis Sawyer. Everybody calls me Psycho. Any of you guys call me Francis, and I'll kill you. And I don't like nobody touching my stuff. Just keeping you hooks off. If I catch any of you guys in my stuff, I'll kill you. Also, I don't like nobody touching me. Any of you homos touch me, and I'll kill you. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> my boy, Blue! 